because it worked out, because it always worked out. Really, where the progress was, how much peace I entertained while I was waiting for it to work out. It wasn't like, oh, it finally came to pass. I had a faith that was going to come to pass, but that faith took actualized into an ease and comfort. I didn't worry until it showed up. Yeah, where before I worried a lot and then it showed up. Yeah? So in other words, one of the things I find in, in, in more of the recovery modality is that we're stubbornly unwilling to be convinced yeah, that there's a power greater than us that will take care of us because the amount of convincing it takes just that, you know, for some people just to open up a little bit is mind-boggling. I mean, I've had some, so many incredible demonstrations, and so if there was a power that needed to demonstrate something to you as the audience, it could have, it would have been done the first one. Yeah, but the the un, the attitude of stubbornness about you know, well, show me a better one, you know, get me a girlfriend now or whatever. It was always like re up, you know, upping the ante, yeah, and yet never being able to be convinced because. This, I was attempting to convince this, which is not convincible, because it's a binary system. It can be thoroughly convinced and five minutes later be unconvinced. There's no lasting uh, adhesion to it. It just goes... So you can be incredibly sincere and the next day totally fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> really. But the idea of the ability to be convinced, to me, comes from finding out. And if you're open to, for the evidence, you will be convinced in the program of recovery. Because some, the program of recovery delivers the goods, really, basically. It doesn't have much advertising because there's no need for it. Because it delivers the goods. If you surrender or abandon, not you, but yourself, yeah? And if the key is the your, because that's the act of being identified. So when, when mind, in a sense, if you could call it an abandonment, well, when a mind realizes it's not a self, that's like the abandoning of the self, yeah? Because how it's being held is that it's you. So when you get to a point of being able to entertain it's not you, that's the abandoning of the self. So in recovery it says the results will be, let, will be nil unless you let go absolutely. Or the whole thing is, is to abandon the self, yourself, yeah? The thing is, it's not abandoning you. There's no way, there's no way you could be abandoned. All you are all there is. Yeah. But what you're not can be abandoned. Yeah. By just seeing as what you're not. It doesn't take a verb. You do not have to abandon it. How it's abandoned is by recognizing it's not you. That's the abandonment of self. And as soon as that's entertained, yeah, then a power greater than self gets accessed. It's as simple as that. The way the self defeats us is... When you're identified as self, when you're thinking you're accessing the higher power, you're doing it as a self, which puts itself as the higher power. So your access to the higher power is now based on how your head tells you you're doing, or if you've done enough, or you haven't done enough, yes? So it places judge with the access, when it's like free broadband, so to speak, the higher power, yeah? It's just like in America, in some countries there's free broadband, free wireless, it's only in America they charge you. And they, you know, every time you try to get a connection, it's like secure. <laughs> There's like the lock. You know, you don't have the password. In other places, it's free wireless. You have the ability to access it and it's accessible. Yeah? 
But the lock in this situation isn't from the isn't from the wireless state. It's from the identification of self state. You're the one who puts not you, but the mind and selfing is what puts requirements and considerations around the free access to this higher power. That's why for me the whole idea of a higher power is that it's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. In other words, the middle man or the middle woman is taken out of the equation. Because if it isn't, this will tell me how close I am to that. Which is, I can't be close or far from it because it's everywhere. But it will put distance between me and that mythical idea of a higher power. Yes? And if once, if there can be the entertaining of being away from it one second, you can entertain being away from it for years, the mind. It's all different degrees, yeah? If you can entertain that you could possibly be away from a higher power, let's call it that, yeah? For a second, you can entertain being away from it for a whole life. It's, it's, it's just degrees, yeah? If you believe that there's a little distance, there can be a lot of distance. The whole point is that there isn't any distance. And it's not uh, under discussion. Yeah? It's, just a, it's just a realization that what I have been seeking for is always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it because there's no meeting of it. Yeah? You're looking right at it. It's an open secret. You're looking as it. You can't even be looking at it. You're looking as it. Yeah. I wanted to talk again. I hope you've been here last day, but I want to speak for uh, I want to present this this idea of here again for some people, yeah? So, let's say the unmanifest here is that always, everywhere, nothingness or spirit. Let's just call it that, yeah? Or you want to call it the field or the, the essential medium of all, whatever, but space, whatever you want to say, but that's the unmanifest here. In other words, that's the real here. The real here is what's unmanifest, yeah? So the real here is everywhere at all times. Then there's the manifest here that we're in, seemingly, as an action figure, yeah? So awareness, which is the basis of the unmanifest, is appearing as a movement here. So there's an awareness of, yeah? So there's awareness, and that's all there is in the unmanifest. In the manifest, there's awareness of, yeah? So there's awareness of what? Things, yeah? So through this thing, this thing is like a, a camera case that's facilitating a light to come through, project itself as others, and then having an experience here. Yeah? That would be the manifest here. And then there's the mental realm called here, which I believe the addict is, that's the here the addict wants to get away from. The addict wants to get away from what it's calling here, but it's not here. It's a mental here. Which means, it's a mental here, which is just the containment of past and future. The here is not here because it's based on there and then. So, when I was using, I wanted to get out of here at all costs. I would pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And I was feeling uncomfortable now in every here I was in, as long as I was somewhat conscious, yeah? Because I was extremely conscious of the mental here. Yeah? The mental here I was incredibly aware of. I was unconscious to the manifest here. Yeah? 
So I took a mental interpretation as what was really going on, false evidence appearing real, and the, the last thing I wanted to be was there, in that here. But that here wasn't the here. Yeah? So here I am in the mental here, trying to escape that, and the effects of my wanting to escape something that can't be escaped from because it doesn't exist, appeared in the manifest here. I got the exact opposite of what I was looking for. I was looking to get to escape from here, and I was end up going to institutions and jails and shit like that here. Yeah? So the more I wanted to get out of here, the more I was imprisoned here, in the manifest here. When I wanted to get out of mental here, I mean, seriously, I was going to great lengths to get out of here, and I was going to jail in here, in the mental, in the manifest here. Isn't it incredible? So, what I thought was going to kick me out of the mental here, put me in exactly what I did not want to be in, in the mental here. Hey man, don't fucking impose you on me. I'm free. I can shoot dope. Sure you can. You can shoot as much as you want, but you're going to go to jail in the manifest here. <laughs> you may think you've escaped from the mental here, but now you're in the manifest here. <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh, man, it was really a, a trippy <laughs> irony when I woke up to that, man. It was unfucking believable. Yeah? So I feel really all addictive mind is trying to get out of the mental here. Yeah? And the original false evidence appearing real there is that there's a you, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yes? The unmanifested here has now been taken to be a thing. <laughs> And then you switch roles. Sometimes you're what you're thinking about, and sometimes you're the thinker, yeah? Sometimes you're the subject, and you're thinking about an object called Ryan, and then sometimes you seem to be thinking about you as an object. Oh, well, how am I looking today? It's amazing, isn't it? You switch roles from subject, yeah, to object, like that. And there's a form of incredible disease called self-consciousness is when you're obsessed about how you think other people view you as an object. Yeah? You're obsessed about how you feel other people are viewing you as an object. Yeah? That's when you're suffering as the subject. Yeah? <laughs> it's incredible. Have you ever had conversations with yourself? I mean, that should give you a hint. Something's gone awry. Yeah? When you're sitting there talking to yourself and they're having a discussion about you, whoever that may be, what you should do, <laughs> and hearing it from all different sides, all in the same system called self-centeredness, so there's not a solution in any of its suggestions. It's all because <laughs> you're reacting to what's not happening, yes? And then there'll be a response in what's happening, they can manifest here, which usually for me was an incredible magnetic appeal to people in uniform. So, so as I was busy trying to escape from the mental here, I was attracting everything that could imprison me in the manifest here. <laughs> Please help me someone. <laughs> but how can you be helped when you feel you're terminally unique? That's another thing. How many times did you get arrested and you couldn't believe? Don't they realize who it is? You know? Don't they know me? Yeah, they knew you exactly. They knew exactly how you were appearing in the manifest here. A junkie. <laughs> in your mental here, you may have thought, oh, I'm a poet. 
I'm a great writer. <laughs> it's like living in a dream world, but it's a nightmare because it's all mental. Yeah? And in that place, that mental here, there is no higher power. You're not going to meet one in the past or the future. That's why if you want to call spirits anything, you call it presence, yeah? Because that's what, that's its nature. It's present. Yeah? It can't be found in time. That's the whole point of this whole message, is that it's a timeless message. Everything is trying to construct a time-based process to arrive at a timeless state. Now, the time-based processes can, let's say, improve the feeling of being conscious, right? Maybe it can clarify things, but it can never produce it because it's a, case, it's a state already, yeah? And a timeless state cannot be captured or achieved by time, yeah? The best time can do is lead to a point of exhaustion when there's a stopping, and the time, the idea of time is surrendered, and then you feel... Yeah? The absence of time, which is that eternal pause. I was doing a, I was looking at a, you know, I did this talk in North Carolina last year, whatever. And uh, this guy was talking about the illusion, you know, and really into it. Yes, I know what you're saying is the easiest off the way, but it's... It, no one's ever been able to do it that way. It's, uh, it may take lifetimes. And he's talking about the illusion and the illusion and the illusion. And it was like, what is the illusion to you? An object? There's no thing called an illusion. An illusion is just that. It's an illusion of being an object. Yes? It's not an object. It's not something that's imposing its will on you. Yes? You're not being deluded by an illusion. You are the dream maker. The mind is dreaming, yeah? You're not the dream maker, you're an object. But because at any point, in, at any time, and at any point, at any time in the dream, the solution's available. Because the whole medium of it is awareness, yes? Imminence turning into potential. Yes, unmanifest to manifest. Like I was telling you just the other day with the birds, you know, those, those seabirds, it was so cool. Went to this beach that I go to a lot, you know, Cronkite down in, the, you know, in where I live, whatever. <laughs> and I go up to this, there's this incredible trail, a hike, and it leads you to this, used to be an army post, it has old fences knocked down, and there's this incredible round cliff that looks just like an alien landing pad, you know, like the spaceships come down there frequently. And I was looking at the water and these birds, the comorants or whatever, they're, they're fish-eating birds, yeah? They're long, sleek, black things. And they're on the surface, and it was a sort of, it was a calm day, so the water was pretty, like, reflective, seemingly. And then suddenly the birds, they all drop in, they all go, and, they, and then suddenly they weren't there, yeah? And you're looking at it, it, there was no bird. There was never a bird yeah? It was like it never existed. And then suddenly, and you couldn't catch it when it happened, they'd pop up and be back on the surface. Yeah? You didn't see them come up, but they <laughs> And then they'd be there for a second, and then one goes, and they'd all disappear again. And it was a sort of like manifestation, yeah? Coming from the unmanifest to the manifest, back to the unmanifest, manifest, back, manifest. Isn't that like every thought, every moment... Everything that happened to you in a single second arose and then it departs. Yeah? 
And then there may be a narrative of it happening in time. Oh, I felt like this before. That's all fucking made up. The feeling of being historical is made up. Yeah? There's no evidence that you were here yesterday. Because there's no evidence of yesterday. So how could there be evidence just because you're seemingly here now? Is that proof that you were there then? Where is it? Where is the past? Well, I have a video of it. That would be appearing now. Yeah? Who's saying that we're just not like a bubble that's popping up, doing its little activity? Yes? Not, not with a noun sense of a bubble, just a bubbling, and then an unbubbling, and a bubbling and an unbubbling. Doesn't that how a day feels sometimes to you? It's like it goes by and it's sort of like it never happened. It just falls off a cliff. Just, you, you know, an experience occurs and pshut, pshut, just drops, 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 drops. You're, you're light traveling. You're not traveling light. You're actually light traveling. So the mental realm, self can't get out of self. So the way the self in the mental realm looks at, at the moment, even if it's studying how to be in the moment, it looks at the moment that it can possibly be out of it. That's its whole reality. That's the, like the elevator to the mental realm. You actually believe you don't have to be here. You actually believe that you can take off. Yeah? But every moment in your life, you've been there. Every scene of every crime in your life, you were at the scene, somehow or another. Yes? Why would you spend so much time trying to get into something you can't get out of? Isn't it? Why not just go the negative route? You can't possibly get out of the moment. You don't see that as a faster way than trying to take the positive approach. I'm going to get into the moment more. Feel the moment, mm. and I'm in it. Yeah. The negative way is you can't get out of it. Yeah, it's so beautiful, right? It doesn't leave any room to wiggle, because if you think you got in it, you'll think you can get out of it. This is a fact: is that there's no getting out of here. So therefore, there's no need to get in. Yeah. There's no there's no way you can get out, so there's no need to get in. There's no way to get out. So there's no need to get in. That's being in. It's an incredible losing of interest in things. It doesn't mean you lose interest. You lose interest in things. Yes? And now your interest senses nothing more than it senses things. Yeah? Things are easy to sense. They're objects, your minds, your perceptual conditioning is to see things. But the sense of nothingness yeah, is sort of like an acquired taste here. Because we've forgotten. Yeah? We haven't, but the mind has forgotten. And so the mind has been used to seeing things as a thing. But the, the ability to see no thing is available at all times. It's, it's inherent nature, yeah? So all you need is to give it an entertainment of a possibility. Hey, you may not possibly be that. That which you, you take yourself to be, yes? And that you wish you didn't take yourself to be, you may be neither of those movements. You may neither be the one who takes themselves to be that, nor the one that doesn't take themselves to be that. You may be free of this movement of yes, no, high, low, close, far, yeah, connected, disconnected. You get off the ride. That ride 
all this movement is that excitement, it's the boredom that looks exciting, yeah? You think you're so unique, I mean, I remember when I shared this at the A meeting the other day. You're thinking you're so terminally unique. And then I go to a club and it was like 50 guys that looked just like me. Same jacket, leather jacket, same hair, must up, you know what I mean? The whole thing, but you're thinking you're so unique, or you I used to live in a new age place in Australia, and they had goddesses there, you know, women who had wild, fiery hair, usually with shawls and long, like, uh, flowing gown, get dresses. And they'd be so unique, but if you went to a dance in the town, there'd be 40 over there. <laughs> so they were just like cookie cutters, yeah? There's no uniqueness in the way that we, that we seem to have been living, in under alcoholism, we're just a run-of-the-mill basic alcoholic and an addict, yeah? The sense of terminal uniqueness is just an attribute of the disease. There's no uniqueness in it whatsoever. You think and feel and taste and mean think and feel and react to life just like every other alcoholic does. But it's when that alcoholism, when that reliance on what's not reliable gets broken, then some uniqueness comes out in you. Yes? Incredibly unique. You become more of an individual when you're not an individual. But the striving to be an individual just makes you a cookie cutter. Yeah. But when you give up the idea of being a someone, then the uniqueness yeah, shows through. It's weird. You would think it would be the opposite. way to get out of something that's not happening. Just to realize it's not happening, yeah? That would be the feeling that you believe would be felt if you got out of something. But the real, the feeling of getting out of something comes from realizing you're not in anything. Yeah. Because there's no movement whatsoever. You don't have to go anywhere or change anything. You just see I'm not that, and that's that. Yeah. You get a little flavor, and if you entertain it, there'll be more flavor, more flavor. Attention and interest in things will move from the foreground to the background. The sense of no-thingness will move from the background to the foreground, and it will translate into a traveling light again. Yeah. What more do you want, really? How much do you have to invest in it? Not much. Come to a couple of meetings, hear the invitation. My job is to become obsolete, really. I'm just, I'm just facilitating something or like a catalyst. I'm just delivering a little bit of a chemical to your little chemical batch to ignite something. And then as soon as it's ignited, there's no need more to pour any more gas in the carburetor. It's already started. Start driving. <laughs> You know what I mean? Start driving. And you come back here and we'll repeat it again and again. I have talked about the same no thing ever for 19 years. I haven't changed ever. I'm totally enthused by it just as much as I was at the first share than I have been now. Even more enthused now. Yeah. Where, why would you want to go anywhere else when the source of all the seeming illusion and delusion comes from 
a misidentification or just an identification. It's not a misidentification. Any identification is a miss. Yes? If, you, if that first knot is looked at and addressed or entertained as not being so, when it loosens, yeah, it has a thread that goes through all the other knots. So you'll see, you'll see the effects of the tree by the fruit. And then finally, you're your own authority. You know it in your gut. You may like to read scriptures, but you're not trying to get validated. You don't have to see anybody. Oh, please tell me if I'm awake or not in your fucking break. Shit. It's like putting it on someone else. It's like kill the shoot the booter if you see him outside yourself. That's the whole point of that statement. Yeah, stop throwing it outside of yourself, yeah? Sooner or later you gotta take, you know, be your own authority. Okay. Are we that far gone that you don't know it when you sense it? When you sense that presence? When you sense the absence of self, what we call presence, just because it seemed to have come and gone, is that its quality? No. Its quality is timeless. Yeah? If it can be possibly entertained for a second, it can be entertained for a lifetime. Yeah? The pause is eternity. Yeah? The mental interpretation of eternity that starts this whole little ball game of time. Yes? comes after the eternity in a way. The pause always precedes the illusion. Yes? The solution is always at the point of the illusion, wherever you are at all times. That's the solution. You are the pause. Yeah? So now in time, we think a pause comes and goes so fast. Yeah? It's so fast. I'm identifying myself before I even know it. I'm telling you, there's a pause there. And just because it seems fast from this side, looking back at it from time, it looks like it's really fast. But if you're looking from the pause, it's an eternity. Yeah? You've got tons of room in that pause. You know? You see it? Time is made up. Yeah? In this world, when mind has a momentum to be in this conditional idea of being a Paul, the pauses seem to be nothing. It seems to be a second in time, too quick to even acknowledge. But that's an interpretation from the mind and selfing. Pause, the pause is eternity. It's timeless. It can have a feeling, well, first of all, it doesn't have a feeling that it's going to be long because there's no feeling at all about time in it, yeah? But any kind, any sense of hurrying up in the pause is ridiculous. All of that is the totally suspended. Yeah, I get it here all the time at these meetings. I sense it now. There's always a pause. Yeah, some are a little more stronger than others in the group conscience, but there's always a pause. You know, it looks like you're only entertaining it for a split second, but it's actually eternity. Who says it's a split second? Who says you have to sit and try to meditate on it? four hours. Who says that? Is that going to make it any brighter? In that second that looks like a second to all our little perceptual time machines, that second is an eternity. You've just been living in the lap of eternity for that second and no one noticed it. 
because they're wearing glasses made of time. Oh, that went. They think we're going to have to sit for 14 hours to get it. Yeah? I've got to sit and sit and stay still. Who says that? It's always available in movement or, or stillness. Yeah? But that's just the way my mind is. That's the way the mind tells you it is. Yeah? It doesn't tell you, but it's stating a fact in this little dream world. If you're not beholden to any of that, immediate contact is available. You are that. Yes? Just like here, you may not be able to, or willing your mind to entertain it as always so, so you find an intermediary to bring it to you. Yeah? It's just a little pantomime going on. You know what I mean? We have this great joy in this place to seem as if we're sharing something. But there's nothing to share. It doesn't take any time. Yeah? We're wasting time here. <laughs> we got a lot of time to pass. Yeah? Good. But it's very fast. So fast, it's already happened. <laughs> it's sort of like you've always lost in the gun sink thing contest. <laughs> It's so fast out of the out of the holster, you don't have a chance. And you're not going to sneak up on it either. <laughs> and you ain't going to surprise it. <laughs> it's like the all-seeing eye, you know. Like I think Jesus says, if your eye be single, your life will be, your body will be full of light. Yes. If you eye your eye be single, what is that? Do you mean a single eye? Or the singularity of non-duality, not two. Yeah? Not true singularity, but not two. Yeah? When that I is of not of two, then the body will be full of light. Well, if you're not seeing dualistically, if you're not looking dualistically, you'll be seeing full of light. Yeah? So I found it was helpful when I heard about I am not a self. Yes? I'm not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Because I was really working hard on spirituality, and yet the thing I probably needed the most, I couldn't come across. I was looking too hard. Yeah? The way I was looking was a form of blindness. I had so much invested, my mind had so much invested in meditating and being a spiritual seeker and getting closer and closer to that, that thing, I couldn't see a damn thing. I couldn't see the easiness of anything. Because what would that make me? Irrelevant. And I noticed that the head constantly wants to write itself into every freaking story. And the biggest story ever told is the noble story of spiritual awakening. Jesus Christ. The mind injects so much meaning onto things when it comes to that. I mean, meditation, the practice of meditation is elevated above every other action. Oh yes, I gotta rush through this washing dishes and get to the meditation. Yes. This is my true calling. Sit. Never, never, never getting close at all. <laughs> Just listening to the fucking babble all night. And then if peace ever break, you get up. Have you noticed that? You'll be meditating four hours and then somehow the mind gets into a peaceful state, you're laundry time. <laughs> get right up. But you'll sit there in the painful exercise, you know, watching every fucking thought. The whole point, like Zen Marx said the other week, 
while you're watching the thought and stuff, what happens is you sense the space that the thoughts are appearing in. That's the meditation. That's the, actually the point of it, yeah? You, you sense the space that everything is appearing in, yeah? Everything. Let's say you're worried about being fired in your life, yeah? But if you really look at it, you're not really worried about being fired. You're reacting to the meaning your mind gives to being fired. So let's say the meaning my mind gives to being fired is I won't have enough to take care of myself. All right? Okay. What's mean, what does that mean to me, that I won't have enough to take care of myself? That somehow I must have done something to cause that. You know? I must be bad. Ooh, what does it mean to be bad? Well, what it means to be bad to me is I don't deserve anything. So it's time for punishment, so to speak. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Well, if I don't deserve anything, fuck it. Yeah? What does that mean? And if you just take taking it back and you see everything you're reacting to is not what's happening. It's what's not happening. Yeah? And if you take it back and there will be a point where you, aren't, you can't find another meaning and what it will return to is the empty space it was always to be. Yeah? All the mind is doing in the mental realm is filling up space with meaning. If you strip it down from each meaning, all it, goes, all it returns back to is the space. Yeah? Space, tons of meaning, go through the meaning, space. Yeah? The meaning doesn't negate the space, it just appears in it. Your attention and interest, because you're obsessed with the idea of being you, goes to what appears in it, because what appears in it is in relationship to you, as a body, yes? It's much more important to you, to the space, which is your original face. What happens if I start entertaining I'm not a self? You'll lose interest in all the selfing, yeah? You'll lose interest in it. It'll become boring to you to have the same fucking anxiety brought out once again, you know? <gasps> what will happen if this happens? You know, constant living in anxiety over fucking nothing. You become freed from that form of slavery. But not as a self. There's no freedom for a self. There's no freedom for a self. Any freedom a self attains is conditional. Therefore, if you feel peace right now, you'll be entertaining. You may not be feeling peace next tomorrow. You can't escape the belief in time as a self. They're synonymous, yes? You only appear in time. You're remembered in time. Paul is a memory of a mind, yeah? So what would happen if there isn't your attention and interest got disengaged from the selfing, yeah? What would it make pick up? It may pick up no thingness, yeah? It's been trained to see things and to attend to things and to be interested in things, but its ability is inherently available to sense no thing, yeah? Because that's its nature, yeah? So, I'm not saying give up the attention and interest in things, just give up the idea of being the one who's interested in attending the things as a thing. Yeah? If you give up the possessor, 
there's no need to give up the possessions. Yeah? If you give up the possessions, something else will be possessed by the possessor. But if you give up the possessor, that's the freedom that you would hope would be brought about by giving up possessions. Yeah? You give up the possessor. Well, what is a story but a memory? So when you come back from a trip and you tell you tell the story of the trip, what is that but a memory? Yeah? If you see it, an interpretation takes time. Yeah. So there's conscious contact. I feel the yap, right, and then my mind goes, "Ooh, that hurt me." Yeah. Conscious contact, and then, "Oh, that hurt." Yeah. The mind interpret its interpretation of me being the one who's hurt takes time. Yeah. So each moment that I believe is the moment is actually the past moment. Yeah? Because each moment that's happening is the interpretation of mine of the past moment. I'm never here. If I'm listening to the mind's interpretation, inherently I'm never here. I'm in the mental here. And that's what I want to get out of. But I'm never here. Because what I'm getting the news about now is the last moment. Yeah? And then the next moment will be news about the last moment. And the next moment, which is seeming, you know, this is now. No, this isn't now. This is the last moment. Yeah? And so on and so forth. And it, it never catches up. Yeah? You're never on time. That's what happens. Someone says, well, are you going to experience your death? I'm not going to experience my death. You're going to experience my death. Yeah? You may hear about it and you'll have an experience about Paul's death. Paul's never going to experience his death. Paul will be narrating what happened just a second before death. When death actually occurs, that will be the shutdown of the system and I'll be in limbo waiting to hear what happened. <laughs> What happened to me? <laughs> so all the every second of every day thinking about you constantly. <laughs> the last moment of you <laughs> you miss. <laughs> so seventy years of obsessing over you and then the last second and you miss it. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to prepare myself for that moment. <laughs> Can you imagine fretting over something, fretting? It's like when you're, if you're worried about you 20 years from now, it won't be the you, you won't be the you that's worrying about you. Yeah? The you is, just changes all the time. Are you the same you that you thought you were when you were a kid, when you were four or five? You have the same qualities? Pro no. So here I am sitting as if it's really doing it. It's really... I'm worried. What's going to be happening to Paul ten years from now? It will be a totally different Paul. <laughs> I have no semblance to this Paul whatsoever. He'll have a story that it was this Paul. Yeah? Yeah, let's say that happened. I had it happen to me. I've had it happen to me where I went into a blackout in, in, uh, many times in drinking, you know, and in the blackout, I forgot, you know, I went up for like 14 hours. And actually, I did quite well in a blackout. 
Seriously, I never got arrested. I traveled. You know, I met some nice women. I did. Probably made some good deals and everything. And yet, 14 hours or 15 hours later, it would be a moment where I came back, seemingly. Yeah? Something would reappear on the stage, and to cover up its absence, it made up a story. Oh, I had a blackout. Totally forgot myself. But I was with someone who was very intimate with me, and I didn't miss a beat. They didn't realize I left. I was yapping, yapping, yapping. The one self disappeared, but some other self arose and took its place. And it was probably more suave than the first one, because the girl went home with me. <laughs> it was more successful. So it was talking, and people who knew me incredibly well didn't think I was not appalled that night when I was in a blackout. So what I believe happened was something, the amount of alcohol or drugs or whatever, short-circuited my brain, especially the area that was producing a self, and then the brain regrouped and just produced another self. And that other self, when it was appearing to be me, thought it was Paul, had the historical feeling of being Paul, had no room to entertain there was ever another Paul. And when the old, big old Paul came back, seemingly, when that one came back, it couldn't admit that there was another Paul at the helm, because how can you be a singular, independent, long-lasting one unit entity if there's two of you. <laughs> so it, it has a convenient story that calls, I blacked out. You know? I don't know how I made it through those 14 hours. I made it really well. I don't know how. No one was captaining the ship. I guess there was. Another captain called Paul sh showed up. He had the historical figure feeling of being Paul, just like this one has. And there could have been 20, 40, 50 of them pop up. There are 20, 40, 50. You think there's one self that pops up? All there is is selfing. There's never been one self that ever popped up. It's just selfing, popping up this illusion of being a self, yeah? Let's say we've been in a blackout our whole lives. <laughs> the next self arises, forgets the other self. The next one, other, next one. And we think there's this long, continuous feeling of being Paul. Yeah. something you love to do, isn't that when you love to do something, what's, in, what's absent is you, usually? Isn't it? When you're really doing something you really like, it seems to work for whatever you may think you are, the whole thing. It's always really the evidence of your own absence, right? And then when your head shows back up and claims it, the fun seems to disappear quickly. And then what? it gets replaced by a story, right? And a narrative. So the real thing gets dismissed and the phony story gets put in its place, yeah? That's happening every second. Every second, the, thief, the, the stealing of a life is occurring right underneath our noses. We're unconscious because our reference point isn't conscious contact, it's the mental realm, yeah? This mental here I took to be here. The mental here is what I thought was here I was at. I thought I was in this here, and it wasn't even happening. So when I was totally flipping out in a situation where there was no impending threat, 
became a constant habit, yeah? False evidence constantly appearing real, and then decisions made out of those appearances causing incredible uh, consequences on the manifest here level. On the manifest here, someone loves you in the mental realm, they're out to get you. They're going to hurt you. Yeah? Manifest here, they're just loving you, right? Just loving you like you spend time with you. Mental realm, they're fucking look, take you, they're going to fuck you bad. <laughs> they're going to leave you high and dry. They're out to get you. Yes? False evidence appears real. If you're a devotee of this, yes? You have no awareness of that. You don't see what you're looking for is right in front of you. You can't even see it. You can't even accept it. Because you're not acknowledging it as what it is, which is just love. You're seeing as a threat, yeah? This is living in a mental realm, isn't it? That here is unbearable to live in. So you want to escape. What happens? You escape, you try to escape from the mental realm, and it produces a physical realm in the manifest here. the God is selfing. And the God of self will never be there when you need it. It's a Johnny-come-lately God. But in the manifest here, if there's an awareness of consciousness being in contact, it intimates the presence of the unmanifest. You can sense the spirit in the seeing of things. You can have the eye that sees no thing while the eyes are looking at something. You can have the single eye that's seeing nothing and the double eyes that are seeing something. You can have the feeling of the presence of seeing nothing while you're inherently looking at the absence of appearances. No, 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 not the presence. I'm talking 
about me. I'm going to be, I'm obviously. Because I, I kind of feel the same. It's like, well, that second just left. So it's gone. You know, like, the, I, I like, for whatever reason, tonight the idea of, like, the higher power, it's, it's all now and then it's all gone. Yeah. Like, and I'm trying to figure out, like, I want to be, a, uh, I'm not a spokesperson, but I'm like, well, I found a way out through Alcoholics Anonymous. But you said something tonight that I thought was very telling, which is, like, it's really all or nothing. You know, like, because at first I, I spent years fucking diligently in AA and felt just as angry, bitter, and dissatisfied as I'd ever had before. And it wasn't until I found like this, wow, I'm really a nothing. Or, or it's all a no thing or that. But you know, I want to share with the real, when I started getting the shot again. Yeah, I want to share with you though. So the unmanifest now never goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah? The unmanifest now never goes. Yes, it's always so. The manifest now goes. Yes? And the mental now has never come. (laughs) The mental now has never come. The manifest now goes. And the unmanifest now is always so. Yeah? So, you travel lighter in the manifest now. Yes? Because it's always like a finding out and then a dropping away, yes? The mental realm, which is inherently what's not happening, has not happened, nor will it ever happen. Yeah? Not as it's thought of. And then the unmanifest now is always now. Yeah? So the unmanifest now is is the always in the momentary now of the manifest. Yeah? The manifest things arise and depart. But in the unmanifest, there's no arising or departing of its own nature, but of its nature as appearance, it arises and departs. Yeah? Yeah. And there is no now up here. All there is is there and then. It calls it now, and it calls it here, but it isn't here and now. It's there and then. Yes? And it's totally imaginary. You can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, and you can't bring it here. You can't show it to me right now. Can you? You can't say, all right, fall here. This is, this is next week, feel it. Can you? No. It's all contrived. It's a mental addiction. Yeah? It's the original addiction. Really. Yeah? It's mind addicted to the idea of being a self, which spawns all the other addictions to get relief from that first addiction. Isn't it? When I was shooting drugs, I was trying to get out of self, wasn't I? I don't know about you, I was. Yeah? When I was shooting up, I wanted to get out of here, to here that I wasn't in. <laughs> That's why it failed miserably, because I'd always wake up in the manifest here, and then I'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe that one. <laughs> now, I see it's not so, and that, so therefore my transcendence of that is being here. I have no desire to go anywhere. The last thing I want to do is transcend anything. Yeah? Being here is the transcendence. Because, yeah. Being in that here is hell to me. Yeah? And it not only produces a hell up here, but it produces a, a, a replica of that hell in the manifest here. That's what's so fucking mind-boggling. Yeah? All of my escape 
ended me up two years in Delancey Street, <laughs> which they watched me 24-7. All my escape ended up three months in Project Return. All my escaping ended me up in jail all around the country. Four nights a week, two weeks. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. My escapes were so successful, I ended up in manifest jails all day. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Why are you in here? I was trying to get out of there. Show me that there. I can't. <laughs> so then you're just in here? Yeah. <laughs> it seemed really important when I was trying to get out of there. But now that I see there's no there, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> I don't want to be in a drug and alcohol program two years. <laughs> That's what happens when you take what's not happening to be happening. <laughs> Something else happens when you take what's not happening to be happening. You feel anxiety now. Yeah? We have total faith. All of us are full of so much. The mind, if you want to call it one movement of mind, is faith. We have tons of faith, don't we? Everybody. It's just what vehicle you put it in. If you put it into your thought system, that selfing, you're going to have anxiety all day because you won't be responding to the day. You'll be reacting to there and then all fucking time. Yeah? It's the same faith. If you put that faith in not being a self, then it produces an ease and comfort in your life. If you put the faith in the thought system, the selfing, it produces an anxiety and a contraction. Same juice. It just it's it's a how it's going to manifest is 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 uh, relies on what vehicle it's put in. Yeah. If you put your faith in your thought system, what are you going to get? Anxiety. Yes. About what's not happening. If you put your faith in, hey, I may not possibly be that, yeah, that faith produces an ease and comfort. See, abandoning sounds like a verb, but then there's abandoned, which is a state. 
Just like surrendering sounds like something you do, but then they're surrendered, which has nothing to do with you. See? Surrendering is something that I think I did, and if I think I did it, I'll unsurrender, just like that. Yes? Haven't you noticed? People give over their will, and then at the weekend they take it back, and then they give it over again, like that. But surrendered is a state. There's no more relevance of you in it. There's just been a recognition of mind's true nature, or a certain aspect of its nature, and there's a surrender to that. You've surrendered to the fact that it's always available at all times with no requirement necessary. It's seeped in. You're convinced. There's a belief with certainty. There's a finding out that that's so. And so, therefore, that's the free-rangeness of it. You're not looking to abandon yourself. It's abandoned. The self has been abandoned. Yes? And therefore, that's how when it, what it looks like for the self to be abandoned is free-ranging. That's what it looks like. Yeah? But they're both hand in hand. They're not a consequence of one or the other. The abandonment is free-ranging. Yeah? If, if you see a chicken that's free-ranging, it's abandoned the idea of the herd coop mentality. It's abandoned it. It ain't going back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to unabandon because it's not a verb it did. It's an understanding. Yeah? It's abandoned. It's a done deal. Bye-bye. Yeah? And so whatever arises doesn't fixate it or locate it anymore. You're not locatable by thought. Thought, thought of now, past, and future, like a triangulation, can't locate you as a body anymore. There's been an, a seeing of that or a vision of that, as my friend would say. There's been a vision of that, and that vision can't be taken away. All it can be is covered over by a mental activity. It can't be taken away. It can only be covered over. So every time the mind tries to cover over it, it's noticed as a covering. Yeah? So covering doesn't... Vision doesn't mean there's no, there's no application of a covering... Is there's vision through the application of the covering. Mind is going to be selfing. That's what it does. Yeah? But what gives it the panoramic effect is your belief in it. The mind's belief in it that, oh, that's about me and I'm that. When that is questioned and dropped, then the covering up can go on and on and on, and that's pure vision. Yeah. You're not triangulated by any opinion your mind has. Something that superseded all that bullshit. Yes? Something has opened up and there's no closing it ever again. Because the experience of it opening up isn't its nature. It's always been open. You may say, oh, it opened up, but that's just a, a word, like a term of language. It's never, it didn't open up. It's opened up. That's its nature. Yeah? It's nature. Its nature is that it was closed and then miraculously, somehow because of you... It opened up. No. It's opened up. Yeah? You want to tell a story about it being closed so that you can have the big rush of, oh, it opened up to me. To me, I've had the vision of only single person and once in a lifetime gets it. You know, humbly it's me this time. <laughs> Let me get to write a book and go on tour. Yeah? No. It's opened up. Uh, nothing. Yes? The vision is totally in, uninterrupted undisguised, always available at all times. Like St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. 
Every moment there's a consciousness, there's that's it. Yes? That's all the evidence that you need. The oneness of what it feels like to be here. And you won't need this evidence when you're gone. When the body dies, there won't be any need of evidence. Yeah? So the evidence is supplied every second we're alive by being alive. Yeah? Tell me that isn't love. What would be love but the constant extension of the, the solution to the imaginary problem? The imaginary problem is being unconscious to the fact that you're consciousness. And what's being d demonstrated every second? Consciousness. <laughs> being in contact here. <laughs> I mean, you can't have more love than that. If there's a possibility you can entertain to be out cold, the light's always on. So there's the point of convincing. The mind entertains it, and it becomes a done deal sooner or later. It could be this moment, or it could be maybe take a little time. But when it finally galvanizes, there won't be any time that you ever missed it. The feeling of time and the importance of longing and working towards something and being frustrated. Someone got there ahead of me. Is <laughs> no one beats you. <laughs> no one rushed to enlightenment and got there first. <laughs> you didn't pull the short straw and you're the one left behind. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not that feeling. It's just <laughs> You know how much everything, we, how we hold things is drenched in time? You can't fucking believe it until it drops out. The whole thought system is reeking with time. If you're, take, if you're listening to K. Paul or K. Greg, it is just time, 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 time. Yes, longing and patience and frustration and uh, diligence and I'll get there one day and I will be okay. Never, never, never entertaining the okayness that's inherently so. I will be okay. Let me have my bummed outness. Don't fucking fuck with that. But I will be okay. I will, yes. After I do certain things, you know. It's got to be based on me. That's why I don't feel good, because I fucked up. So I will feel better when I stop fucking up. What's that but playing God? Almost incessantly, every fucking second of time, selfing's playing God. You're relevant in every story. The story of your own absence you're written into. <laughs> you had something to do with it. I meditated myself out of myself. Give me a break. It just reeks with relevance. Selfing, selfing, selfing. Yeah. Watch it, see it. If you see it, if you just look at it, just look at it. See it. It's, it's showing itself constantly. See it. It's, it's right there. Yeah. If you're sitting here. So seeing no thing. Ah. Total vision and seeing something. Thoughts and feelings and having them cracked open like a walnut and feeling, oh, what does this mean to me? Me, 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 me. Seeing nothing. Ah. And seeing nothing, and your mind rushes up. I saw nothing. <laughs> now you make nothing into something. I gotta get nothing. Okay, I can't have. I can't spend time with you. I'm gonna withhold from you because I'm I'm ready ready to embrace the all 
mythical moment. Well, I can't give you anything. No, you're unimportant. I'm a noble spiritual seeker. No more relationships. No more hanging out with anyone. No, 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 no. time for you. I've surrendered it to the pursuit of God. The pursuit of God is sitting here with us and holding the space for each other. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, any more questions? No, I don't think so. <laughs>